Center of Gratitude radio show with your host, the Gratitude Guru. Welcome to the Center of Gratitude radio show. I'm the Gratitude Guru, Dr. Johnny Bergstrom. I teach listeners all over the world how to improve their lives with gratitude. And if you're ready to make your life even more ultimate than it is, you're in the right place. I'm a metaphysician, and my primary focus is to teach the law of attraction through gratitude, since gratitude is the gateway to greatness. The Center of Gratitude radio show is a global broadcast, and with listenership all around the world, I'd like to welcome everyone. Bienvenidos, bienvenue, willkommen, shalom, ciao, konnichiwa, nihao. Coming up in this exciting episode of the Center of Gratitude radio show, we are celebrating Easter by discussing the Beatitudes with gratitude. I'm going to put my grateful spin on four of the eight lessons that came from Jesus and are practiced by all kinds of people, not just Christians. So if you're not a Christian, don't worry, neither am I. It's Easter, though, and I would like to offer a very fair and unifying, non-preachy presentation of parallels from a historical point of view and show that they are effective in the daily practices of great people today. The important note to keep in mind while this and each episode unfolds is that thoughts become things. What we think about, we bring about, and everything we want and wish for begins with gratitude, from a center of gratitude. Gratitude is global, and I would love to see the greatness of gratitude go viral. Please like and follow my show at facebook.com slash the center of gratitude and facebook.com slash the gratitude guru. Follow me on Twitter at TCG Radio Show and on Instagram at the gratitude guru. You can also subscribe to my blog, which you can access through my website, thegratitudeguru.org. By the end of this episode, you will become more familiar with four of the eight Beatitudes, learn the contemporary interpretation of their meanings, learn my perspective with gratitude of the Beatitudes and how my teachings of living with gratitude align with those of Jesus, and see how living with gratitude will get you everywhere, give you everything, and will create your ultimate life. If you're new to the Center of Gratitude radio show or new to the thought of the Law of Attraction, I use gratitude as a gateway to teach the Law of Attraction. The Law of Attraction says, write this down, that like attracts like. So essentially, what you think about, you bring about. And because what you bring about is a mirroring of what you've been thinking, everything in your life exists because of you. Everything in my life exists because of me, and everything in anyone else's life exists because of them. What you think about, you bring about, appears again and again throughout my teachings, and you will gain more and more clarity during our time together about how to access the gateway to greatness that is gratitude. And now, the Beatitudes with Gratitude. The four Beatitudes that I am going to teach about today are 
Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be fulfilled. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Let's start with the first one. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. According to Alan Ross of Bible.org, our first beatitude refers to those who were of course poor because they had had their land and possessions taken from them, as well as being afflicted and oppressed and powerless without hope. They were poor in a literal sense, but they were also poor in spirit, as they lacked any kind of hope and were desperate for a beacon that would guide them to something better, which in the Christian faith would be the Savior. As far as gratitude is concerned, the gratitude parallel to this beatitude is that too many people, globally, are oppressed, desperate, and afflicted. They wake up every day to a sense of personal defeat and despair because they have been conditioned by their realities to think that this is all there is because it's all they know. It is at the point of desperation, of rock bottom, of feeling absolute misery for every minute of one's life that one makes the statement, this can't be all there is. There has to be more. To feel this way reflects a giant void in the depths within one's soul. To feel so devoid of purpose, of meaning, of hope, is to leave oneself completely open to new ideas and opportunities that may arise since something new is vastly different from what is already known. Anything is better than this. Think about it. If someone approached you on your worst day after weeks of terrible days and they offered you a chance to turn your entire life around, would you be curious to hear what they had to say? Heck, at that point, what do you have to lose? If that offer was made and you declined, you might still wonder after the fact what would have happened if you had finally allowed someone other than yourself to guide you, to direct you, to care about you. The first beatitude with gratitude is significant because it means that the poor in spirit, those who are humbled by their lives yet still seek greatness, will be fulfilled because they sincerely and intentionally want to be received and welcomed into their better life, their ultimate life, to a place deeper than the superficial. To quote Alan Ross, he says, It is the poor in spirit, those who have humbled themselves and become dependent on God. They all come with a broken heart and a contrite spirit seeking the Savior. End quote. As far as I'm concerned, Christians have Jesus as the Savior, while non-Christians could view gratitude as the Savior. Just like the belief in Jesus, the power of gratitude is already within. Just like any religious teachings, gratitude is a communal, educational point of reference to which you condition your thinking. If you have faith and trust in the universe and you infuse your life with great thoughts and great feelings that equate to greatness, you will create your kingdom of heaven in this life and you will experience it firsthand every single day with gratitude.
The second beatitude today is, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. The interpretation of this beatitude comes from Alan Ross of Bible.org, and he states that the meek do not exploit and oppress others. They are not violent, and they do not seize power for their own ends. So look around. Look at this collective world we all live in and share. We see people suffering at the hands of others, not being given aid by the hands of others. And on a daily basis, we see people being stepped on and over so that others may rise above them. Why can't we all just rise together? Why are people still convinced that limits exist? There is enough of everything for everyone. There always has been and there always will be. The humble and the meek, they know this. The humble and the meek shall inherit the earth because they maintain their calm their zen, their peace. They bide their time and watch the others exhaust themselves into extinction. And then who's left? The humble, meek, and centered in gratitude is who? We are the last ones to serve ourselves because we find joy and fulfillment in serving others. By serving others, we are in fact serving ourselves because that void that we discussed in the first beatitude is being filled through love and gratitude. Our third beatitude is, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be fulfilled. The Christian perspective of this one aims to answer the question of how one's desire for righteousness becomes so intense. Alan Ross of Bible.org writes that it comes from the development of the spiritual life. As the spiritual walk is guided by the Holy Spirit, he leads the believer into righteousness. And the closer one lives to the Lord, the more sensitive he or she becomes to the unrighteousness and injustice in the world. The truly spiritual person then will begin to long for righteousness. The gratitude perspective here is that once one begins with gratitude, operating from their center of gratitude, similarly, the more sensitive one becomes to the injustices of the world and the desire to make things right, the more sensitive one becomes to the hatred, the anger, the confusion of the ignorant. The effort of taking action comes from a grateful heart, which takes action and changes the lives of others for the better by giving thanks. When you sincerely thank someone, you give thanks to the universe for your life and everything amazing in it. You gain clarity that your heaven has formed and you don't end there. You are there. Our final beatitude today is, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. In my spiritual opinion, you can take this a couple ways. If you believe that God is a physical being who you will come to face to face with one day and his face will be different than the face you've come to know as yours, you may see it exactly as you think you will. Ross's analysis of this promise of seeing God is here and now by faith that we will see God in all the events and circumstances in life. Since God is omnipresent, this is indeed an accurate presumption. Walking in the light meaning learning to live with gratitude, 
will change the way we think so that our hearts will grow more and more pure. And Mr. Ross very profoundly wrote, but as the light of the world reveals impurities, we must deal with them and change. The gratitude angle here is that once you determine your center of gratitude and everything you do stems from that center of gratitude, includes and gives from gratitude, you will see the godlike perfection in all the events and circumstances of life. In metaphysics, a common expression is in light and love. Where there is light, there is no darkness, and where there is no darkness, there is no ignorance, because light has revealed that which darkness once concealed. By living with gratitude, the light shines brighter and brighter, purifying the soul and removing superficialities and distractions from the very core of what is truth and genuine joy, thus revealing the true nature and essence of the source, or God, or truth, within each of us, which is always staring right back at us. An example of this is the term Namaste. The higher spirit in me acknowledges the higher spirit in you. So with that, I say, Namaste. So just like the Beatitudes are guiding principles by which to live, so are the principles of living with gratitude. I hope you enjoyed learning about the parallels of the teachings of Jesus and my teachings of gratitude. For all of you celebrating Easter this weekend and this Easter Monday, Happy Easter. To those of you who celebrated Passover this week, I wish you a happy Passover. I hope you're telling all of your friends about our wonderful and enriching podcast and how much of your own greatness you are discovering within yourself because of it. Next time at the Center of Gratitude radio show, I have a bit of a different show for you. For the past 13 episodes, I've taught you different ways to create your ultimate life with gratitude. And next time, I'm going to address what to do once you have manifested what you requested with your mulos. Remember those? My ultimate life outline? Okay, so I've manifested what I wanted. Now what? Join me on April 24th at 10 a.m. for Manifest It. Now what? Maintaining your ultimate life with gratitude to find out. Thank you for your continued support, and remember, every day is Thanksgiving when you're living with gratitude. Have a grateful day!